0: Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm going to be natural.
1: I am Dr. Dozier, and I am going to be super. Yeah. And I am Dr.
2: O, and I'm going to be the junkie. He's Dr. Dennis, and he is a junkie. I am Dr. Kevin, and we are... The, the Supernatural,
0: Supernatural Junkies. All well done. Well done, boys.
2: folks this is Dr. Kevin Cruz giving you another pump because guess what the supernatural junkies are on rumble all you have to do is go to rumble go to search and when you search for channels you look for supernatural junkies and all of our stuff is going to start popping up it's great because you're gonna be able to see the links you will get to see exactly why we are saying what we're saying but most importantly this is a great way to share with your family and your friends exactly why why we are living in prophetic times and why we cannot give up access to our bodies
0: hello everyone welcome to supernatural junkies this is super alex and today we have a full house with dr kevin dr o and dr d say hello guys hello guys, hello, guys. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> starting with the dad jokes <laughs> love it we rock on the dads. Yeah, what are we public. talking about today, guys?
2: We are talking about whatever you guys want to talk about. Some no, current, no. some current events. We we are. Sure. We're going to be talking today about, you know, the war in Re- the Ukraine and uh, really what's behind all of that, and uh, you'll see how current events and prophetic events that have been here for thousands of years are really shedding some light on some developments and how. This is fitting together in uh, really bringing in the new world order that the Bible really says is coming. So, Doctor Dennis, you got some little verse for us today? You guys are like all business today, no chit chatty. They're just let's just get this into this.
3: Yeah, let's let's get into it. I'm going to come from Matthew 24 verse four and onward. This is when the disciples had. Um, we're asking Jesus about the sign of the end. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the, na- the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, Train. pestilences, and earthquakes in various places, all these are the beginning of sorrows.
2: Mm. So when we think about prophetic events, and Dr. Dozier and I have been talking about this particular podcast, this is an easy one for us, and hopefully it's going to be an easy one for you because you should be starting to wrap your head around why we're in a deep fake, right? This Ukraine thing is a deep fake, the whole thing. This is all about manipulating the world You know, for the world's elite to be able to move forward with the one world government that they're trying to establish. So, when you think about the Ukraine, there's the basic history is here, remember this, they used to be part of the USSR, right? So, that's the Soviet Union. And then they came out of that. Now, their placement in the world is such that they're directly on the border of Russia. So, that's really, really important. We also need to remember that before the war in Ukraine, it's not hard to go back and see the attack okay, of really almost all the media outlets on Ukraine for all the horrible things that were happening there, right?
0: Well, before we get too into that, we do want to acknowledge that we understand that we're talking about – our views of what's really going on there, but we need to be sensitive because there's been lots of lives lost. There's been lots of collateral damage and we're just, we want you to know that we acknowledge that that is going on. And this is by no means a slight on that.
2: Right. There are, there are lives being
0: lost lost and people being harmed.
2: There's an, a war going on and we're, we're talking about the situation so that we understand what's going on. Right. When you think about the placement in the world, but when we talk about the Ukraine, the oligarchs there, okay, that really have, again, kind of, those are the rich people that are really in control of their society. And you can see that the rest of their society is largely controlled by them, right? And this is why we saw the drugs, right? We saw the, the pornography and even some of the child trafficking was some of the things that were being highlighted by the media here about some horrible things that were happening in the Ukraine. And then we saw the media yeah. do this about face, right, because now all of a sudden it's it's really invested, right? And so when you think about this situation, you know, we, we then see Russia becoming uncomfortable, right, and being verbal about that. And then we start to see this tension build to the point where Russia basically comes up with an ultimatum, right? And the ultimatum really was that you can't become part of NATO, and you can't, um, of course, arm yourselves. And then they specifically mentioned some um, chemical labs that are relatively close to their borders, right? So, again, remember, just like the AI and the deep fake here, we can't believe everything Russia is saying, but those were three things that sound relatively
3: reasonable, right? So Absolutely. what do you guys think about that? No, I think you're you're right on about a lot of that stuff. And there are also some, like, biolabs there in Ukraine. And yes. Uh, and there were, if you go back a few years ago, I mean, you think about when uh, Biden and uh, Obama were in office and that Biden had, was um, manipulating the government. They were manipulating the government in Ukraine. Where, and then Trump armed Ukraine, I think, with some Patriot missiles. So, yeah, this has been formulating for quite some time, and, and you can't blame, not being sympathetic to Russia, but you can't blame Russia for not wanting weapons on their border. Well, and this is why, if you think about this now, this
2: is where we jump into this bottom line. Uh, what's the golden rule? <laughs> Don't do to somebody what you didn't want somebody to do to you. So you think about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Well, yeah, that was almost World War III, Mm -hmm. And so what was going on in that war? Anybody remember?
3: Mm, I don't know what happened. Wow. I can't believe these guys (laughs) are looking at me. Yes, they were putting... putting, uh, Russia wanted to arm
2: Cuba. That's right. missiles. And I mean, we are talking about putting nuclear weapons right on our border. And, you know, of course, Kennedy was in office at the time. And I mean, the whole world was sitting on their... On their hands, literally, while they watch television, because mm-hmm. we had these fleets, you know, of ships that were now bringing things to Cuba. The reason, then, the reason I didn't answer
1: because I was waiting for the war. What war? I understand the crisis, but what war?
2: Right, right. The right. Cuban Missile Crisis. What you were talking right. about. Right. Okay. right. Okay. So we see the crisis happen before the war. But again, if those ships hadn't stopped, we would have seen war. And so here's America in the same boat as Russia, right? And and did we go in and invade um, Cuba? No, we didn't, right? We didn't do that part. But we weren't going to let them become part of that ally or alliance, and we weren't going to let them have, you know, weapons of mass destruction or really something that, that could threaten us in any way. So now the shoe's on the other foot, right? And suddenly we're, we're all about freedom in the Ukraine, Meanwhile, again, we we go back to one of the things we said in the COVID beast, that if we would have taken 1.8% of the, you know, $15.1 trillion we spent on COVID, we could have stopped world hunger, malaria, and all waterborne illnesses and saved, you know, 26 times as many people. So here we are, we're only interested, again, once again, the only freedom that matters in the world is the Ukraine. You know, you look at the money that we're spending there, right? And what could we do around the world, right? But to me, it was not worth all those people dying on Russia's side or the Ukraine side because to me, this was a reasonable argument based upon world history, right? We should have been pressuring the Ukraine to say, that's not a bad deal. I think you should take that, right? So again, this is controversial, but the bottom line is you can't argue the fact that the Cuban Missile Crisis – was extremely similar, and we were in the other situation. And so we stood up and said, that's not going to happen on our watch. And I I can understand why Russia is making this stance. So, of course, that didn't happen, so they went in. And it is, you, you can't argue with this fact that if these chemical labs exist, where they're supposed to have existed is exactly where Russia dropped in and took complete control. Right. And that's really, you know, because you remember, if they're going to go in, they're going to go in and take what they think is the most strategic part. So this also, you know, lends a lot of credence to the idea that they're specifically saying these chemical weapons are something that they're afraid of. And by the way, guys, you know, after covid. Don't you got to think that, you know, chemical warfare is clearly okay now? I mean, here we had a a bioweapon.
3: Biological warfare. Here we have
2: supposedly the Geneva Convention barring this, and yet it was just used. We all know, in fact, a court case here in Florida proved that – most likely, this was a bioweapon, right? Yeah. And it so was administered
3: this administered by the DOD. You gotta love that.
2: That's right. It was administered by a DOD, but it was also created in China. So this would be, you know, a terrorist type of thing. Funded and these, by us too, these. And again, but the, the media won't let us see this, right?
0: Well, I just, the headline, latest headline today was Vladimir Putin branded extremely dangerous as U.S. send Ukraine wonder weapon in days. Right. And now Kim Jong-un is saying he supports Russia. Right. This, this is a very precarious situation that we're in, too.
2: Right. So this move, again, is trying to have our cake and eat it, too. Right. Anybody can see that we're kind of acting a little bit of hypocritical here at this point, especially when we're talking about peace. Russia wasn't going to take them over.
0: Right. Or uh, let's mention the $113 billion, right, that the U.S. has approved – for the Ukraine, which is no more, right? Because they've spent it all. But thank God we're sending $700 to each person that lost their home in that Maui fire.
2: Well, and the Maui fire <laughs> is, a, is another proof that it were insulting the intelligence of Americans. Right. Uh, coming up with a story that absolutely makes <laughs> no sense at all. And, uh, and and why the people there, and we, we're going to try and get into it, but it's really hard to, to find some real... Um, substance to to some of the complaints but the people there are saying we don't want to talk to the government we don't want to talk to the state government or the national the united states we want to get our own investigators and put this case together about what in the world just happened here because again everything you're seeing on television it seems to be a
0: lie oh well, they've left that behind but we'll, we will do an episode on maui but yep. we'll get back to the subject sorry but it, it is a what slap are you in doing the face diverting this i know can you believe that me i never do that she's refocusing focused yeah. Always.
3: Now there was a lot going on in Ukraine, um, yeah. and you know now we're funneling money there. We've been funneling money there. Uh, you know people accusing us that we're, there's money laundering. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you know issues. Obviously that we had multiple bio labs there, um, and now uh, now now we're facing a government shutdown. And I would love yeah. to shut the government down, but unfortunately, <laughs> um, it's going to affect. Uh, a lot of the american people but it's not going to affect the ukraine because they'll still get their money through the defense department budget so um there's something we have to consider here too you know with all this shenanigans going on i look at the uh and i want to say this uh
1: subjectively and, and there's some fact in it. I'm, when I say subjectively, some things are going to be coming from my viewpoint and yet there are facts in it. Uh, since the uh, end of World War II and you know, perhaps, the, perhaps the Korean conflict, we didn't hear too much about that and I don't talk too much about that today. Uh, the United States has found themselves in wars with nations that have been at war for hundreds of years. And we leave, and it does not end. And unfortunately, in some cases, we leave and we make it worse. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so the question has to be asked, what is our purpose for being there? Uh, If you look at the history of Russia and Ukraine, uh, Ukraine was once a Russian territory. It really was. And that can date all the way back to, I think, around the 18th century or so. Uh, Now, for over 100 years, at one time or another, they've been in some type of conflict. When Russia became a communist nation, for example, uh, and they were taking all the grain from Ukraine, the Ukrainians themselves starving, uh, this was due to people like Joseph Stalin, And then they had a war, what was it, some nine years ago. But they've been in constant conflict, and they do have Russians living in parts of Ukraine, and Ukrainians living in parts of Russia. And so we are stepping into something that we may, from books and study, know the history, but we're stepping into something that we really don't know the history of. And not only that, but we're stepping into something that has end-time significance. End-time, I'm implying that uh, that particular area uh, has end-time significance. Because the Bible says a lot about what's going to take place in that area. And even as we look at some of the things today, no man know the day nor the hour, but it appears that there could be
2: a shaping up of what is to take place. Amen. And he's talking about Ezekiel 38 and 39 and we're going to get in there, but I want you to think about the reality of the situation for Russia. Russia for the first time is number 3 in the world. And number 3 can go to nothing pretty quick, right? They're trying to, you know, establish their their place in the world. So Really, this is that part where, you know, even ourselves, we look at what's happening at our border, for example, right? Uh, You can see here we are starting a war, but we don't even have a border. Now, Now, think about how dumb that is. If you don't have a border, you don't have a country. And here we are still thinking we're number one when we're not. And now we're going to be letting these people in. So I believe that's when you start to realize that America is being betrayed. I saw a little meme that went around the other day. It was talking about the Lion King. Pretty hilarious. You remember that part, <laughs> you know, where, where Scar from the Lion King, you know, sabotages, you know, and ends up killing his brother and how he took over the country and how then he let all the hyenas come in, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, <laughs> and the meme basically ends with, yeah, that, I'm living that every day. Right, that that scar has somehow lied and cheated and steal, and now the hyenas are coming in, and so here we are starting stuff when we're the weakest we've been in a long time. Um, but now, that's not just money we're sending. We're talking about weapons. I heard half of the weapons came from, from Iran, right? I mean Iraq. You know what was it? No. It, Afghanistan. Afghanistan.
3: Afghanistan. Oh, the ones we left there? the ones we left there. They, they yeah, shipped, no, the them out, left shipped them there, over yeah,
2: to Ukraine? Right. So, you know, and, and then there's that <laughs> quote that went around with Biden about how he said he would never, nobody should ever leave weapons when they withdraw. And yet that's exactly what he did. So, but once you understand... It's
0: because it's not really Biden. It's, <laughs>
2: no,
0: you can certainly... <laughs>
2: So tell us what you mean by that, Alex.
0: No, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. There's, there's some uh, very uh, interesting videos going around that are comparing the old cognizant Biden with this current version. And I watched this video. It is pretty insane because, you, you know, you, what they say never changes. How you can, you know, FBI and all that, because I watch all that stuff, how they know somebody is who they say they are. It's your ears. Your ears don't change shape. Well, I, I dare you to go look online at um, earlier Biden to this one, ears are totally different, different earlobes, everything. How does that happen? It's not just a facelift, guys, but well, no. maybe later. I,
1: I would say, and, and I'm being serious about this, and I would say that if it was a different one, mm-hmm. then this is very foolish mm-hmm. because I see no great intelligence about this, quote unquote, so-called different one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I what I see is we have to remember when people when people age, their features begin to change. Yep. Uh, some people, if you some people can be like my age now. You could be like in your mid twenties. Just teasing. Just teasing. <laughs> uh, but some people can be like my age now. And if you haven't seen them for for twenty years or so, they can look totally different. Yep. And then some people may look the same. And so when you get older, you do start That's breaking true. down. Yeah, and so when I, when I hear those things, the truth of the matter is this: it it does not. It it just it just isn't that relevant to me. I'm being subjective because because I don't see where you have this very intelligent person that's in that position. And this is no slight. This is just this is just facts. Yeah, is where you have a person who was losing their, their faculty, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. whoever it may be. So you, I would say more so the question to be asked is, who is really running the show? And I know it's right. a whole different that, that show. Is, no, no, that, that, that is the be, question. That would be the big, larger
3: question.
0: Yep. Maybe so we'll, we'll do that one another time. A,
3: definitely a puppet. Because
0: something's something's amiss, and we all know it. We all see the cognitive decline. Well, he's
3: decline compromised. He's compromised to, on all sides. Even
0: if it's is him, isn't him, it doesn't matter. Whoever is doing that severely cognitively.
2: Yeah. If you don't live in America, you don't see this, but all over the world, it's just every on yeah, TV. They're making fun of it. This is what Biden said today. <laughs> so, you know, Poop we pooped
0: have my pants.
2: Yep. <laughs> you know, and, Sorry, but here's resist. the re here's this reality. You and I want there. you to think about to. this. It's not just money. We're giving them weapons.
0: Yeah.
2: Our weapons are killing Russian soldiers and now China is giving Russia weapons, and Chinese weapons are firing on our weapons and killing interesting people. interesting you bring the, that up. You see what I'm saying? Do you see what this is? This is a kinetic war, yeah. and now everybody is jumping in and, yeah. con, and, and picking sides, all because the Ukraine had to be what? Part of the NATO alliance. So what is Russia now doing they're like, if you're going to imperialize, if you're going to broaden your alliance, then we are going to broaden our alliance. Dr. Dozier, what's the bricks, baby? What's the bricks? Well, before uh, you yeah. go there,
3: I have a, an interesting uh. point. Uh, there was a book that was written in 1956 by William Guy Carr. He was a military uh, veteran, and he wrote a book called Pawns in a Game, where he described vividly, how um, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and the cabal, if you would, fund always fund both sides of the war, documenting all the way back to the French Revolution, all the way through. So this is not new. Mm-mm. They fund they they fund the war. They it's like war games to them, and that's what they do. And they do not care about the collateral damage because. They're just pawns in the game. The, cloud, the people that are, are being disposed of. So
1: wars, wars enrich people. It enriches the auto industry because they begin to make uh, armored vehicles and, and and other type of uh, transportation. It enriches the uh, aeronautical industry. They build fighter jets, and whatever. So people are enriched in war. People mm-hmm. are rich. Uh, during war. Going back to the BRIC question, BRIC without the K, uh, that's Brazil, uh, uh, Russia, India, and China. And what you're seeing is a coalition coming together. And those are it's not just those four nations because others have come in uh, from around the world. They're already forming their alliances. And one of the things, one of the key things that they want to do is they are removing the dollar as the world standard, and this is why Americans need to really be paying close attention to this. Because you look at other nations and you see where their money isn't worth anything. Like, for example, the dinar in Iraq. Uh, that one became, and they had this thing going on at one time where everybody was buying dinar. So when the uh, Iraqi dinar was once again evaluated, evaluated that they'd have a lot of money, but it's it's not worth anything. And this is the same thing that will happen to the dollar. And then when you look at our debt, uh, uh, we'll find ourselves in a tremendous quagmire. Uh, But that coming together, when you look at this, the stage is being set, and I don't want to get ahead of things, but the stage is being set for something more devastating. The stage is being set for something more devastating. And you have to, it's strange that Brazil would be a part of this when you look at where everybody else is located. But it appears that nations are attempting to line themselves up with whom they believe will be the winner. And you're finding that allies that we had, Saudi Arabia and all, we're losing these allies. Some of them are no longer our allies. And eventually, uh, if things do not change, we
2: will stand alone. Well, that's exactly yeah. it. We're seeing the entire and world... We will
0: fall alone. Yeah,
2: so we're, kind of we have a little nation that has started something, and now everybody's jumping in and picking sides because we had a status quo. But the bottom line is, who broke the status quo? America broke the status quo by allowing them to join this NATO alliance and now sending money when this country's right on the border. So in my opinion this is ridiculous this is us starting things and it tells you you know think about this we always talk about wars you know and again trump is the only guy that didn't start a war last president i mean no wars
3: mostly and democrats start wars except bush started uh, what he did after 11 absolutely, 9/11. absolutely. But, um, yeah. so
2: you start to look at this this situation but it's manipulation that we really see happening so china is now being squeezed I mean, starting to also squeeze Russia because of their imperialistic um, borders, okay? Um, To me, you know, the chemical lab thing just, just makes sense that if they felt threatened, and who wouldn't after considering what happened with COVID, why wouldn't that be, you know, part of what's going on here? So you could even say that it's legal now at this point, right? So as it tries to expand its allies... Who in the world would go along with this? Well, who are some of the people? We talk about the BRICS. Who are some of the people groups? Now, you talked about, um, was it Brazil, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of surprising. Venezuela <coughs> totally. Venezuela would have been a shoe-in. But now, what, what's happening around the world? What we did, and we're supporting the Ukraine, now we had a pretty neutral country here jumping in on Russia's side. You see what I'm saying? And that's what is dangerous, you know. And unfortunately, as we see this come in, but the biggest option that they have is they've got to go to the Muslim world. And I want to say it's been around 12, 12 10, 12 years that Russia has a military type um, pact with Iran. Well, who is the number one enemy of Iran? Israel, right? So you start to see that in the world we have Russia and Iran having a military-type pact, that if you attack one of us, then you've attacked the other. And this is this, 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 this reason why these two are being drawn together. And again, because of Iran's eternal hatred for Israel, we start to see prophetic events, you know, started to come into play. So this is really important because Ezekiel 38 and 39, as we'll get into in a minute, specifically talks about these groups kind of going at it.
0: You guys are doing a really good job today. I just want to say really good job. No, I mean cuz you I really just take a moment and really break down what they're telling you cuz this is set, setting up right some some prophetic stuff that's coming up and um for a lot of you if you haven't thought about it this way this should be really disturbing. This should sort of get you to look at it deeper and say, "Oh wow, this is this is going to be huge. This well, is devastating.
2: It's going. If to it pull, continues
0: the way that it's going,
2: that's right. It's going to pull all of our allies. Nice work, boys. Out of the Middle East, these people are starting to talk about their own currency. They that, already did. That's right. They had right. a
3: meeting and they did, they said they were going to develop a gold-backed currency. And it's going to be gold-backed. Now, did which
0: Australia and um, China already. Uh, Go together, like sign a pact on that. I believe. There, yes, it
3: was this last month.
0: Yep.
3: Uh, the the BRICS plus, like Doctor Dozer said, there's a few other countries involved already. There you go. So what are they trying to do, folks? This situation
2: has polarized the world, and the world is now getting away from what
3: U.S. dollars. Now well, they're trying to get rid of the petrodollar, but it's that, that they're trying. That's what the first rumor was: was they were going to um, buy and trade oil in their own currencies. Right. And then that started happening a few years ago. I think China started doing it with Iran and, and so forth. Now they met with Saudi Arabia, and Saudi Arabia was uh, part of that meeting. And now we have um, these nations gathering. So people don't realize the ramifications of what happens. If we lose the petrodollar, which we have had since the 70s, we, our dollar will be worthless exactly Uh, we we, you think we have inflation now Mm -hmm. it's going to crash our economy huge well and that's why people
2: go to other countries when you have american dollars but here's the other question if you're somebody who has money how do you want to keep your money well even americans know we're trying to buy gold and silver right and other other valuable things that we think are going to be better why are you doing that you're doing it because you know the obvious, that every man, woman, and child in America already owes $100,000. Now, why would you invest in a country, okay, just because they've been it for a while, mm-hmm. right? Why would you invest in them when everybody in their country owes $100,000? Well,
3: nobody you would. You wouldn't. They're getting rid of our, our money. Too, That's our, right. Our, nobody, our nobody
2: wants our money, and this makes sense so now we have the BRICS. we have the united states i mean sorry china and russia have been calling for united nations dollars for over 20 years but now we're seeing people that are actually willing to line up and put together another currency and that means we have a new competitor on the market and what would you buy something that's backed by gold or something that's backed by the (laughs) hundred thousand dollar debt of every man woman child in
3: america you wouldn't buy American dollars either, right? Well, then, then you're leaving out the fact that they want to drive this towards the digital currency. Right. So if they get, if we're in the way, okay, right now, that's the main point is they have to get rid of the United States as it is. Right. Because our constitution, our liberty, um, and our dollar is in the way of, of what they want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So now if they if they're able to devalue the dollar over the next say year or two and and dump the dollar but they'll issue uh into uh a digital currency well that's we don't if we get a digital currency it's game over
2: yes it's
3: total control um because and i don't know if because digital currency comes with a digital id yes uh, like bill bill gates (laughs) wants everybody to have a digital id you must be vaccinated to have it right right and then they have um also have
2: uh i'm all for vaccinating bill gates
0: (laughs) yeah me too but But, but this comes with a digital spanking if you don't Yeah,
3: well, Well, China China is is the beta test for this. We know their social credit system. Right. So the bottom line is, if you would invest
2: somewhere else but American dollars, then what do you think the world is saying? Mm. Because they don't want to work hard for their money, and then it'd be worth nothing. Right? So this is why these BRICS dollars, right, backed by gold, and let me give you a good example. How many people have been to Canada— when you go to Canada, oh. like all of a sudden, right, your money is worth what thirty percent more, okay? Woo woo! That that's the kind of drop. Now, how do you think Canadian, Canadian, K- Canadian? K- 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 what K- were you K- saying? Say that again. No, I purposely
3: Canadians. did that. <laughs> so I have relatives in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> can, <laughs> can you tell? No. Yeah. Speaking and of Canada, did head. you see the uh, woman uh, that they dishonored? She's got Nazi roots. Mm-hmm. And Zelensky was up there, and you know there's the whole Nazi fact with Ukraine too we haven't yes. spoken of. Well there's that part too, and there's there's
2: no doubt about it. but when you go to, to Canada, how would you like to live in Canada and come here? All of a sudden your work your money's 30 percent less. Folks, when these currencies come out, the world is going to move what they've got into these other currencies. and that means your money isn't really wanted anymore. Mm -hmm. right and if the like he says the petrodollar right so we could be looking at everything in our country going up 30 to 50 percent and that would get everybody's attention and that's the kind of again we're letting these people pilot this ship into absolutely the abyss and the destruction of america so so
3: true they're doing to us what they did to venezuela
0: Mm. and the, the practical right and Uh, think about this folks this is also why those warnings of famine right mass starvation uh no food to be had this is also why they're talking about those things because there are more than just us that are seeing all these things line up
2: and so here's where you also come to the point and we're here everything on your television set is a lie okay and if it's true It's it's so far down the list of actually what's important that, that at that point, and this is what we're seeing 24-7, I want you to think back to COVID and how they had a little, you know, TikToker in the top corner and how you were never allowed to one second to forget what they wanted you to focus on, right? And so we're dealing with the same situation right now in America where these people don't want to tell you what's happening in the world, and how dangerous it is for us. It's just literally a blitzkrieg against our country and its destruction. But again, the people that own all the media are complicit with this plan. They're behind the plan. That's why they are the ones who won't give you the information. They're part of the plan. That's right, and that's why we are coming to sound the alarm that this is the beginning of sorrows, exactly what Dennis was saying. Okay, let's, let's just look at this for just a minute and
1: here's where here's where believers in Christ believers in Christ not just believers generically but believers in Christ this is where you have to look at the word of God and stop saying oh man you you're you're just getting a little too spiritual and recognize that a time is coming and when 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 biblical in time biblical prophecy it's going to begin to see its fulfillment. We know some prophecy has already been fulfilled. The prophecy of the coming Messiah has been fulfilled. Uh, prophecy of Israel, once again, having this nation, that's been fulfilled. So we know there is prophecy that has been fulfilled. But in order for that prophecy to be fulfilled, things take place, so there's time. Now, uh, when you look in uh, Revelation chapter 6, and we see the seals being opened, you don't have to say they've been open just yet. But the truth of the matter is we don't know because spiritual things happen and we don't see them. Uh let's just say, let's just say this to to just put this out. Let's just say Antichrist could be on scene right now and we just don't know who he is. That's right. I mean, why would he come out in the open and say, by the way, I'm Antichrist? That's not the way he is going to present himself. But when the, first, when the first seal is open, there's a rider of a white horse, and that is not Jesus. Let me clarify that right there. If you want to see Jesus, you go to uh, Revelation chapter 19, when he have many crowns on his head, and he have a sword in his mouth, and he have a vesture dipped in blood, and a name that's on it. But this one is going to have a bow and a crown. And it says he went about conquering and to conquer, or he went about and he was intent on conquering. Many times we look at the word conquering, we think of a kinetic war. But I want you to, if you're listening and you don't know this, I don't want to assault your intelligence. If you don't know this, uh, look this up or write it down and look it up later. And that's the terminology which came out, fifth generation war. Look at what a fifth generation war is. Okay, a fifth generation war is not kinetically fought. But look at a fifth generation war and say, wow, do we see these things taking place today? And when you see it, I'm not going to define it for you. You look it up. When you see it, you're most likely to say, yes, it's really taking place today. And so when you go about conquering, there are different areas, there are different things that you have to take over for those Christians who, I don't want to discuss politics, I don't want to look at government. Well, when he goes about conquering and to conquer, one of the things, one of the first things he's going to have to take over is
2: government. That's right.
1: Because government is where rules come down to govern a nation. And when a nation starts getting away from its constitution, then something is happening differently. He's also going to have to take over, eventually, the military. He's going to have to take over the industrial aspect of things. Okay, And in doing this, he's going to have to demonize that which is good. That's right. And so we, we, we need to look at this. This could be taking place right now even if he isn't on the scene because if the actual persona of uh, Antichrist is not on, the the person, the personality of Antichrist is not on, the spirit of Antichrist is working right now. That's right. And so those are things that we, we need. When we look at these things, we can talk about this person and talk about that person, and we can get on these sides, but what we need to really look at is what is taking place in the spirit realm. Because whatever is mm-hmm. taking place in the spirit realm is manifesting in the natural realm.
2: Now, um, you know, when you bring in Bible prophecy, Did you, you want to go baby?
0: No, okay. I was just like, he nailed it.
2: When you start to go into Bible prophecy, and this is a little something different in the way that I handle it. Cause I come from a, a, a my grandfather was a Pentecostal minister for 40 years. And my dad sold Christian educational material for 50 years. And so they're kind of always been in that, but my dad really loves Bible prophecy. And so in the process of that, you know, we love to just sit around and talk about it sometimes. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But as I began to teach Bible prophecy, I found that I love Luke twenty-one twenty-eight, And it says that when you see these things happening, it says that we're supposed to stand up, right? And then to lift up our heads because our redemption draws nigh. And that's the paradigm I like to use. I want you to keep reading your Bible, But I don't want you to use your Bible to try and predict the future. I want you to know that God wants you to read your Bible because when it starts to happen, you're the generation he was talking to, right? And it means that you're supposed to stand up, that you're supposed to be involved in letting people know what time it is, right? So again, we see these wars and rumors of wars, but one of the most well-defined wars we see in the Bible that does not appear to have happened is in Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Now, if you look at Ezekiel thirty-six and thirty-seven, Jonathan Kahn does a great um, movie on this, and we actually had uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. And this is the passage where it talks about how ca- how can a nation be born in a day? And so, when we talk about, we talked about this many times, but the super sign mm-hmm. of of the end times is the is the nation of Israel. And my dad, my grandfather, was always telling my dad that that seems likely they're going to become a nation again. So when that happened, my dad was like, that's ridiculous. I'm, that's never going to happen. And when it happened, there's three movies about <laughs> the miracle of Israel, and all of them are pretty good. Mm-hmm. So you start to see that, that God made a covenant with that people. And that's important because when you think about the relationship you have with God, that you have also a covenant with him. And if he is keeping this covenant, right, to these generations, these many generations later, he's going to keep our promises as well. So Israel is the perfect example of how God is not going to forget us. He is not going to abandon us. But when we see this this situation where they become an Israel a nation again, we also look at what seems to be coming against them. And so when you get to... Um, that part where he talks about how can a nation be born in a day, 36 and uh, 35 and 36, Netanyahu said before the whole world um, that this nation, that has fulfilled that. He declared to the world that 35, 36, 37 has happened. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's prophetic. And um, I think Jonathan Kahn's movie is called The Mystery of Masada. And what happened when they excavated at Masada was is that they found that verse (laughs) you know these people they died at masada and they were probably related to the essenes which is probably who john the baptist may have been possibly and again these essenes seem to be the ones that left the dead sea scrolls which literally when they came out destroyed hundreds of false Bibles, because they proved what the what the true translation was, because they were so much older. So you see that these people died with hope, right? They, they inscribed those scriptures there, knowing that whatever was happening to them was on the wall, but that God would revive their country. And so here we now see this, Ezekiel 38 and 39, moving Israel back into conflict. And who does it get in conflict with? Well, I'm going to mention a few names, and Dr. Doge, you can Go from there, but of course, it is often called the Gog Magog War, and then there's, of course, Meshach and Tubal and Garmor and um, so, yep, he's gonna correct me on my oh, talk about Gomorrah,
0: okay. yeah, <laughs> and Meshach
2: and Tubal, hmm. and da 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 da. So, there's a whole bunch of them, and again, we may not get too deep here as to what these are, but you know, there's I've never heard anybody talk about this passage without saying that you know, Gog Magog is historically where Russia is. It's also, the Bible seems to give some directionality to this particular passage that it comes from the north. And again, that also seems to lead us to, to Russia here. So that's my go in here. And But the big thing is when you look at the other countries that are involved here, almost all of them are in the Arab world, right? And of course, mm. you know, I'm going to be honest with you. When I was, um, you know, another argument I had with my dad that he was right and I was wrong because he was talking about his Bible and I wasn't, right? He was saying how the whole world, the, the, Jerusalem particularly, would become a, a cup of trembling to the whole world. And, uh, and I said, Dad, nobody cares about that country over there. It's just a little country, you know, nobody cares, right? Well, now we understand how we have this thousands and thousands of year old hatred between really the children of Abraham, right? And then this hatred is is now these people are all sitting on the oil. So now they have a commodity, and this is why, you know, Russia wants them as allies because now they're left stranded. You know, we can see China imperializing the nation. We talked about, you know, we need to talk big about China because you think this one is powerful, what's happening in Ukraine, China – Is going to blow you away, their infiltration of our country. But the long story short here is that we see this scenario that Russia is specifically joining with these countries in order to form this BRICS type alliance. And then again, why would Russia? Russia's never squared off against Israel, but remember, their ally, their main allies, the Arab world, has this thousands and thousands of year old hatred. And that's in order to keep those allies they're going to have to go along with some of their stuff right so you can see this connection now where russia it talks about their like their jaws are hooked they're hooked specifically in this passage like they don't want to do this but the whole situation is compelling right so these are some basic things and it talks about how god turns them back so this is some of the basic things all set up. I know Dr. Doge is probably ready to jump in here. But this is the basic idea that we see happening in this passage. So we recommend that you read it. You can see it's, it's a very detailed passage. It's one of those passages where we'd love to have you in a room. We'd love to show you a nice PowerPoint and, uh, and go into some of the details and especially the geographic locations of what we're talking about here. But that is a fair summary of what we see kind of happening in this passage. And again, when I was a kid, I'm like, why would Russia care about this country? Why would anybody? Well, now you start to see the Arabs are sitting on the oil. Russia's now being squeezed into a corner. They have very few options for allies. And then we already know they formed this military pact specifically with Iran. And again, if we think, you know, there's a, there's another, the there's another war that's talked about in the Psalms, and I kind of remember. Uh, does anybody remember what number that is? Eighty-one <laughs> Psalms. But Bill Salas wrote a book about it, and uh, and he believes that that war may not have happened either. And it has something to do with Damascus and some of these ideas. So it's very possible that that war could lead to Ezekiel 38 and 39 war because Iran would be one of their allies. And, of course, you can see in the world today the number one concern of Israel is Iran. It's not close. So when they have this military pact with Russia, you can start to see how this war could be prophetic and that we are moving into these prophetic times. Dr. Dozier?
1: Uh, I don't too much want to go into the, uh, the biblical names of these countries uh, at that time. We can we can do that if you want to sit in the class. Uh, uh, but if you look at that, okay, you've got Gog, the land of Magog, and I just went into what I said I didn't want to do. But Gog speaks of the leader. Gog is the leader. That is, not, that is the leader. And, and this name is mentioned earlier. The name has been used more than once for denoting different people. But this particular one is the leader of those nations in the land of Magog. And in that land, if you look at a biblical map, it does appear to be the area where Russia is. And there are a number of names for a number of places there. Uh, uh, and when you look at what's taking place now, it appears as though there is a battle to get that entire area to become a part of this coalition. Uh, and then you do have lands that are mentioned that are today, modern-day Iran, okay, Persia, Iran. You have lands that are mentioned that are modern-day Saudi Arabia. Uh, Ethiopia, the same name, uh Libya, uh, then you have uh, Turkey, which at that time was Togomar, Togamar. Okay, you have, as it was mentioned, uh, Put, and you have Gomer. And the thing is, all of these nations are going to descend upon Israel. The fight is bigger than we think. Uh, and it says, as we look in, and, and Dr. Kevin brought that out, God putting a hook in their jaw. When you look in Revelation 17, and that's when it deals with the destruction of that great whore, but it does bring out concerning these nations that come together, God put it in their minds to do it. It also tells us that when we look at, for example, if you're familiar with Euphrates, today we've seen some drying up. And so it tells us that one of the angels used to dry up Euphrates to make the way. All of these things are sad, but the greatest thing about this is the end. And by the way, for those who like to say, well, these things have already taken place. No, if you read Ezekiel 38, as Dr. Cruz is saying, read Ezekiel 38, you will see in one of those verses that it says these things shall happen at the latter days. These things are going to happen in the latter days. And that speaks of at the end times. They're going to happen in the end times. They're going to happen in the end times. The beautiful thing, and, and, and for us, how can there be something beautiful? The beautiful thing about it is verse 23 of Ezekiel 38, where God tells Ezekiel, thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. Mm. What's the beautiful part about that? He is going to be victorious in all of this. But the re- you say, well, why would he do this? Why would he do this? Because they refuse to acknowledge him, okay? And because they want to come against what is his. And when it comes to these councils, there's a council of God, and yet there's another council. There's a council of Satan. And so when, even when you look at the nations today and you look at the wars that are shaping place, it really doesn't appear that there's anything holy about these wars Mm. on on either side. It really just does not appear that there's anything holy about these wars. But it does appear that what we're seeing, nation divided against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and people are, are choosing sides. But as he was saying in Ezekiel 38 and perhaps on another podcast, we'll go deeper into that. But if you really read that and look into that, you'll see, pay attention. Don't say, well, those are just... The land, the same land, is still here.
2: Right. So
1: you you have to know, you need to know what are those places today? What are they called today? And and probably next time we'll go through them because many of these nations right now that you see, they are big players in the Middle East. They are big players yes. in the Middle East, and some of them have been our buddies. Yeah. But that
2: doesn't appear to be the case today. Well, and there's what Doctor Dozier is saying is that. This situation is where God actually seems to intervene. And it even talks about what happens to the people that do this. And it even talks about how the cleanup seems to go on for seven years. That sounds like, you know, like decontamination zone, okay? Because that's never talked about, that kind of cleanup in the Bible before. And you talk about what happens, and how it happens, and then this long cleanup, and you come to the conclusion that this is not the kind of warfare that has ever happened in the Bible before, right? So it's really interesting passage, but again, this is God defending Israel, and and that's what's happening. And so as we start to move and look at these current events, we want to be Christians that read our Bible and notice that it's happening, Right? And again, I've never used this to predict what's going to happen, but it does seem like this is a direction where the Ukraine war is playing into the hands of the global elite to, to take out and force Russia to join and find its allies. And it's turning out, it's the exact ones the Bible mentions in Ezekiel 38 and 39. So that's a really, really powerful thing that people need. So I recommend you read those passages as Dr. Dozier says, yeah, we'd love to show you some maps <laughs> and all of this stuff, but the key is that God is going to defend Israel and uh, against this this onslaught. And so you could see
3: how all of that may come into play. So,
2: Dr. Dennis, yeah,
3: it's pretty amazing when you think about it that you know Israel's this little tiny country in the middle of all this stuff. Yep, and um, you know they're the only democracy there. Right, things theocratic around them, and so forth. So it's like, why do these people want to come against Israel? Mm. You know, um, and Israel has tried to make peace with with uh, with their adversaries. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, um, we have supported them. We've, uh, but Israel's got uh, a very strong uh, military themselves. Um, but if you notice now the current administration is not in total support of Israel and that is a problem Mm. um, because if Israel becomes isolated totally without our support and then all this starts to happen, but maybe it's happening because God is going to show himself. If this does happen the way prophecy States going to, if it is, if if this is the time for this to happen Mm. and they do Come upon Israel, and then God's going to step in, and, and we're not going to be there because our administration is not
1: mm. backing up them. Uh, if you would look at what uh, Doctor Dennis was saying, if you look at Acts chapter one verse eight, this is a strong probability. Strong probability, excuse me, right here. Verse eight says, "But you shall receive power after the Holy Go after the Holy Ghost that the Holy Ghost has come upon you." And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth. And it did happen that way, by the way. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Now pay close attention to this. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you in heaven, shall so come in like manner, as you have seen him go into heaven. Amen. Jesus fears that Jesus is going to return the same place from whence he left. left. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of us here who are waiting for you, if you're here, you're going to know when he when he comes. But He's going to come and he's going to set up his kingdom there. That's he's right. going to set up his, his headquarters there. Mm-hmm. But if, if you look, you're going to find that before he does, Antichrist is going to set his up there. And that's when God is really, really, really going to release some serious, serious plagues on him. Mm. So it appears that that is the reason in Satan's fight, he know he's doomed. But he's still putting up a fight, a wicked fight. And I guess in everything else, he's countering what God does.
2: So when I think about... To his demise. When I think yes, about Israel, yes. I've watched a lot of those movies. And one of the best ones we talked we saw was people, the soldiers that were in the seven-day war. And the, the, I remember three specific scenarios. You know, one of them was where three tanks... Tank out 60 tanks. I mean, it was just insane. You have guys that were kind of on top of an embankment, you know, and there's only two or three guys left, and all of a sudden they all turned around and ran. <laughs> you know, and this this is the kind of stuff that we saw happen in their country. And you see these soldiers that are still telling people to this day of what happened when these this insurmountable group of arab countries came to try and capture you know their 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 country their city and it was just it's just astonishing so when i say you should watch those mm-hmm. you and, and here's the thing because we're getting to the end here you know people always argue about you know somehow israel being replaced by the church right i i don't believe that God will ever replace his children. He is the good shepherd. He is the one that leaves the 90 and 9 to go get that one. And mm-hmm. folks, if you are that one, the fact that God remembers his covenant with Abraham, or Isaac, and then Jacob, he made a covenant. If you are a Christian, he has made a covenant with you. So when you see Bible prophecy happening, you remember that God loves you. And he is coming after you. He's that, going to defend I'm you. Sorry.
1: That in itself is replacement theology. And, and I have to say, I'm going to go on record for saying that's heresy. Yep. Okay. Which is replacement theology. To is say it? that the church has replaced Israel. Yep. We have not replaced Israel. That is heresy. Yep. Now, I'll take you straight. If, if anyone's familiar with the book of Romans, the book of Romans uh uh, it, it deals with for, the first portion of it. brings out the, the fact that all people, whether Jew, Gentile, bond or, or free, rich, poor, whatever, we're all guilty before God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to move into the area of, of faith in Christ, bringing about salvation. Now, when you get to the ninth chapter, from the ninth through the eleventh chapter, it deals with Israel's past election, their present rejection, mm-hmm. and their future restoration. Mm-hmm. The 11th chapter tells you that the wild branch, which is the Gentile, is not to <laughs> boast against the natural olive branch. Right. At a natural branch. And it tells you that they were, were grap- broken we were off. In. They were broken off because of unbelief. Woo. And it tells you to beware. That's the same thing can happen to you. But it says that they will be grafted in again. Now, I want to go to this part. I just want to drop. And I want to drop to verse 25 of Romans 11. And it reads, For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, mysterium, this uh, that which is unknown but revealed by God, lest you be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness Woo. of the Gentiles be come in. Stupidity has happened to them a callousness has happened to them. Lack of mental discernment has happened to them until the fullness of G- the Gentiles become in. Now here we go, verse 26. And so all Israel shall be saved. They shall be delivered. They shall be rescued. As it is written, There shall come out of Sion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For mm. this is my covenant unto them. This is my covenant, the agreement that God has made with them, mm. okay? The arrangement that God has made with Israel, when I shall take away their sins, as concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but it's touching the election, the election at that speaks of divine selection, the ones whom God has chosen, they are beloved for the Father's sake, Why? For the gifts and call of God are without repentance. And here he's speaking of the gift here of salvation, the mm. call to salvation. It is irrevocable. God has not changed his name, uh, his, his, his call, okay, his promises. Verse 34, as ye in time past have not believed God, yet have now obtained mercy through their unbelief. Even so have these also now not believe that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy. So God concluded them all in unbelief that they might have mercy. So when we look at this, people miss that. And you have to remember, the first church consisted, the beginning, the early church consisted primarily of Jewish people. And throughout the, throughout the church age, there has been Jewish believers. That's right. Okay? He did not do, and when you go to Revelation, what is it, Revelation chapter 7. That big parenthetical chapter Mm -hmm. where there's this pause. And it gives you, uh, it mentions the 12 tribes and 12,000 of this and 12,000 that one tribe. They're all sealed in their foreheads. So when, when you go to this replacement thing, you're doing something that the Bible never says. That's right. And so people have to be very, very careful about that all are one in Christ. If you look in the book of Ephesians, he has torn down the wall of partition that which divides, and he's made the two one people. Amen. Okay. So how can you be, how can we be one and there's a replacement? That's right. Well, and uh, see, because uh,
2: oh, Alex, Alex has got to go. go. Okay, come on, baby. I,
0: I got nothing. I was just gonna. Well, come on, baby. You I gotta, gotta go. Something. But you guys are on fire. So what's your appointment? Today? <sighs> anyway, I I just <laughs> want to say keep going. I don't. I have nothing to say. I don't know why you we threw it to me. We can talk about
3: yeah. this for a long yeah. time. So was, we got to wrap this I, up, though. You guys we? have a blessed we, week. We do. We do. And wrap. you
2: know, the bottom line is when we think about what Doctor Dozier is saying, that if if God abandoned Israel then he would be not as trustworthy because he said what he said about them. And remember, he's also said what he said about you. Mm -hmm. We have a covenant with God. And it's good to know that the wild branch, Dr. Dennis was specifically mentioned. The wild branch, Dr. (laughs) Dennis. Dr. Dennis, he he doesn't even know I just roasted him. (laughs) But God bless you guys. And am uh, sorry, I know, Doc. I, I was know, a little distracted
3: there. I know, Alex. What, is, what do you mean? I'm the wild branch? That's, I just thought you were specifically was mentioned I, I here think, as the wild I think all of us Christians are the wild branch. I'm sorry. That's right. We the, are not the natural branch. I agree yeah, with Dr. Dozier, right. but and, there's, there's and some the questions prodigal, I'll talk Don't forget about
2: afterwards. the prodigal sons, If you're the prodigal children, right? And so you think about this yeah. today, that our God is the one that searches out, and he is never going to apologize for loving you and pursuing you, that's who right. he is, that's who his heart is, and that's important that Bible prophecy shows the character mm-hmm. and the long-suffering mercy and the relentless love mm-hmm. that God has for humanity and for his children. And so that's why we use it in this way. And uh, But when we see it's happening, folks, it means we know what time it is, and it means it's time to stand up. Time to look up because your and redemption list- draws near. That's right. And and lifting him up is looking for his return, but it's also lifting him up to our neighbors. Absolutely. Standing with him as he stands against these Share things. Share the so,
3: word, folks. Share the word.
2: Dr. Doge, you want to pray us out, brother? Father, we bless you, we thank you, and we honor you. Uh
1: we just we just so appreciative that you've given us this opportunity. Uh, to share over the air with others. And I pray that those who've heard us today, I pray, Lord mm. God, that they have been edified. And I pray, even those who, who, who knew these things, I, I pray that there has been uh, a confirmation in their heart and mind and a rest and comfort in their heart and mind uh, concerning these matters. I thank you, Lord God, for the, mm. the, the zeal and excitement that is able to be stirred up as we look into your word. Mm. And as we leave on this day, Lord, we just pray that your hand of mercy will be upon your people. In Jesus' mighty name,
2: amen. 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 God bless you guys. Hey, this is Dr. Kevin again talking to you about pro tandem and it's why we've changed many things in our office to revolve around an anti-aging program not only did it help me boost my thyroid which is really kind of an untreatable thing when it comes to nutritional but we also saw my testosterone go up we also saw my cholesterol go down and of course my blood pressure go down we've seen remarkable things happen in multiple people this is because there's more science behind pro tandem than almost any product on the market the biggest thing oxidative stress just like the silver in your house tarnishes so does every single cell in your body but when you take pro tandem you can reverse that process not by taking more antioxidants but by making more antioxidants and of course we're talking about the super antioxidant glutathione not only does glutathione function as an antioxidant, but it also functions as an anti-inflammatory. And this can help with a lot of autoimmune disorders. So go to the supernaturaljunkies.lifevantage.com, the Tri-Synergizer under anti-aging products.